forever. Dog. When your town has let you down, when your porch has fallen short, when you're too worn out to run and need some ribs or a cinnabon, you need a place, a place for rock, a place for roll, a place where Oakland Raiders merch is sold, a sublime hot topic and billabong, a place where you can purchase a candy thong. So let's go take a walk. Let's all go to City Walk tonight. tonight. Podcast The Ride presents the City Walk Saga, a daily 19-part extremely necessary series exploring the stores, restaurants, and wonderful magic that make up Universal City Walk Hollywood. All right, we're recording now. Okay. Podcast The Ride, City Walk Saga, Sector 15. Um, folks, let's uh, quantify <laughs> our situation uh-huh. at the moment. As opposed to the usual leisurely, you know, Saturday afternoon recordings, the kind right. of things we do, it is uh, 1230 a.m., mm-hmm. which is late for us. That's not terribly like, impressive. but like uh, Yeah, the way is. we're setting it up is like, guys, it's 5 a.m. Oh, my God, I can't believe what we're doing. But it is like 1230, which is like a reasonable bedtime. When but you, still for us. Yeah, when you run it through the early 30s, uh, uh, you know, uh, time zones, it's definitely... Uh, uh, 12, 12.30 is the new 5.30. Oh, uh, the um, French champagne <laughs> is a... We know a little place near where Mrs. Buckley oh, lives. Oh, the French. Uh, hey, so I'm Scott Gardner. Uh, Mike Carlson's here. Jason Sheridan's here. I'm somewhere. <laughs> yeah. The, the What we're trying to get out is that this evening we went to Howl at the Moon, the dueling piano bar at city walk and we made the the very specific choice to do this one a kind of inebriated yeah. and again to set the scale twelve thirty as opposed to five thirty, which for a younger person would be more insane i think what what are the level of drinks that we've had it's for me it's uh, three beers and some sips of your your blue nightmare so yeah i i ordered a mini bucket which is like a bucket of just like five different kinds of liquor uh and i i drank a lot of it i feel like um but i'm doing okay i'm having mm-hmm. a we're having a beer now which yeah. is a little scandalous as well like where this is we've never drank on the show before so I, I'm like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm one Coors Light, one bucket of blue and one other hat, like one eighth of a beer in now. I had a double vodka soda and then a regular vodka soda and like killed the rest of that bucket. Yeah, you finish the bucket. Scott was like, "We got to get out of here." And then I was like, "I want, I like, I have a bucket to finish." You had a and little then more. Jason was like, "I'll help you finish the I'll bucket." Help you finish it. And I then, eat the two cherries. And I, I saw the you like putting your hands in the bucket for to, the cherries to retrieve the cherries. And I was like, "I am out." I don't even like the idea of somebody using a straw in the same bucket because somebody's like spit could yes, find its way down the, the straw. Yeah, you had a, you had a problem with that, and thus yeah. we almost avoided the bucket area altogether. I yeah, I, but I, then we we ended up all using three 
curly straws and went into that one bucket. We had which a mini bucket. Was still a mini bucket. I, I mean, can't imagine. Oh yeah. shit! We left the regular... bucket up there. I know. We forgot to take oh, the bucket. Oh no. damn it! We were told we could keep the bucket. It was. This a little is not like the bucket. good boys at all. No, this is as bad as you're going to hear us. <laughs> this is yeah. If you want to hear good boys after dark, you arrived in the correct sector. But you know what? Before we go much further, though, I announced Howl at the Moon. We should hear the official sector lineup from our good friend, the Sector Keeper. Boys, boys, today's sector is Sector 15. Carl Strauss, Howl at the Moon, B.B. Kings, and John Lovett's Comedy Club. And boys, please don't drink irresponsibly. Good luck, boys! (laughs) All right, so there you have it. And what this sector is, is nightlife. If you have not been to City Walk LA yourself, you know that on the ground is where the squares can be found, but up on level two, uh, much drunken fun for you. And uh, that's what uh, we're we're covering basically the the nightclub drinking zone. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and not only the clubs that are there uh, currently, which are uh, not many, uh, but also the clubs of uh, a city walk past. Right. Yeah. So like this is, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I have not partied a lot at city walk. I love city walk. I've been there. I've been going there for many years, but nightlife wise, w- whether it be saddle ranch, whether it be Howl at the moon, not a lot of experience, never been like, you know, mm-hmm. a young person enjoying life at this place. Well, I have to give credit to Carl Strauss. Cause I've been to Carl Strauss a few times over the years. Uh, I feel like when I first moved to L.A., like, my college friends, when their parents would come to town and we go up to, like, Universal and City Walk with them, Carl Strauss was, like, the place we would end up. It's reliable. Mm-hmm. You know, the folks can get a nice beer, a nice local California beer. Uh, I remember Carl Strauss. Uh, the few Many years I've gone to Comic-Con. I've taken the Pacific Surfliner down. You go by a Carl Strauss facility on the way. <laughs> oh, is that right? The way to the ocean. Beautiful, beautiful ride, the Pacific Surfliner. Uh, <laughs> decent food. Uh, I will say Carl Strauss, I have a very funny memory of, like, one of the times my family was visiting. Like, they drove up from staying at Disneyland, and I rode with them, and it took so long to get up from Anaheim. We got to Carl, like, we checked in at the Hilton, at Universal. We, when we're like, all right, let's just go eat at City Walk. And, okay, Carl Strauss is pretty good. Let's just go there. We got there at, like, 8.30, 8.35, and they're like, oh, we already did last call. Sorry, we close at 9. Last call's at 8.30. And That's cr- it was just, like, us in a very boisterous 12-person party, and we just had to miserably eat, like, fried chicken sandwiches Whoa. and, like, cheeseburgers with fried eggs on top like carl strauss is the, i was saying nightlife specifically in carl strauss which i've been to many times yes does not have nightlife you don't go to hang out and party at but carl it's in strauss the night no. life it's in the section Sector. i agree it's i'm just well, saying because it's up the stairs up and it occupies stairs. some of the area that wizards at one point right did the sectors get real muddy around this point because we talked about wizards a while ago we talked about right. uh you know abercrombie a while ago i'm not even sure why this one's later i guess by the way because we're going off of the official city walk map numbers right. that's why it's yeah. only the second story too camacho's occupies the first floor and now camachos i i would put next to 
Carl Strauss in terms of actual restaurants. Yes. They're right next to each other. One's right on top of the other. And these, you know, I think we've come to find uh, over doing these episodes that a lot of, in some cases, the best you can expect out of a City Walk restaurant is it's a good impression of a regular restaurant. Yes. Yeah, reliable. And, uh, but like these Camacho's ones are, are actually good. I so like. Far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it surprised all of us. Carl Strauss, pretty good. Yes. I, we didn't. We didn't like go there specifically for this, but I recall having good food experiences in the past. Sure. Yes, we've eaten at Carl Strauss together. Jason and I, Scott and I, have eaten together. Jason and I have eaten Carl Strauss. Mm-hmm. We we've all had many meals at Carl Strauss, and we're always like, ah, pretty good, pretty yeah. good. And it's yeah, it's good up there. It's good. As a, as a beer truck at California mm-hmm. Adventure, if uh, yeah, anybody who's not ones. been to California Adventure, that's really uh, you know my number one and two of California Adventure mm. experiences are the winery and the right. Carl Stress uh, beer truck. That's a funny yeah we've we've talked about crossovers before like Starbucks is at both, Sephora is now at both, mm-hmm. Carl Strauss at both properties and i'm not going to complain about it because uh a couple nights ago i learned about the man himself carl strauss Hmm. do you know anything about carl strauss Uh, no please i read a little about the founders but i don't think he was one of the was he he wasn't Um, one of the founders well he he was kind of prodded out of retirement okay uh, into starting what became Carl Strauss Brewing Company or whatever it is officially. Mm. Uh, here's a little bit of, uh, here, here's some drunk history on, on my part. <laughs> I'll stumble through this. Um, but basically uh, uh, Carl Strauss was studying to be a, a master brewer in mm. Munich, Germany in the 20s and the 30s and he graduated. He like uh, apprenticed with many great beer makers and was like a particularly gifted uh, uh, master brewer um, but he, uh, by the time he was out and, and trying to get work, uh, it, it's the dead center of World War II, and he is Jewish, and, he, and a oh Jewish God. person is not getting hired to work at a, at a brewery in Germany, yeah. and things escalate, and he flee, he, he uh, uh, flees, fleds, uh, flees, flees, that would be correct. That might be what it is. I'm butchering this great man's story. Well, you're uh, hammered is why. Uh, that is uh, part of it, yes. Uh, um, anyway, he escapes. His family does not escape. Carl, like other members of the Strauss family, do not make it out aye, of aye. Nazi Germany. He does. He goes straight to Milwaukee and applies for a job at the Pabst Brewing Company. Wow. He does just like real grunt work, feeding bottles into a bottling machine, and then they realize, wait a minute, we have a Bavarian brewmaster in our employ. We have to make use of this. He ends up working there for 44 years. My God. That's yeah. incredible. And he rises up through the ranks from just feeding bottles into a machine to being a person actually affecting the recipe of Pabst Blue Ribbon. He retires in, by, uh, I want to say, 1980 or early 80s. He consults for a lot of great other beer companies and, and, and is, you know, in his elder years and has nothing to prove, just an established great beer dude. And uh, uh, in the late 80s, his cousin wanted to open a new brewery in San Diego. He dove in so headfirst that he, he designed the facility. He trained everybody. Wow. He created the original recipe. 
recipes and he became their spokesman in radio ads, which he did until he passed away in 2006. He died at 94. My God. A storied uh, uh, beer making career. I was, I'm, I'm just so impressed by this tale. He lands in America in 1939, escapes the Nazis, and has an unbelievable run in, in the beer industry. And suddenly, what goes from a competent restaurant at CityWalk and a nice beer truck at California Adventure goes to, oh my god, I have immense respect for this this person and his tale. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Like, even just reading about the two guys who, like, started the brewery, like, their whole thing was like, well, we live in San Diego. There's not really a beer culture. There's certainly not a local beer culture. Mm-hmm. And it's that seems wild now because I, I think San Diego, living out here, I think San Diego, I think Carl Strauss, I think uh, Ballast Point especially, mm-hmm. like has really grown a lot in a, a number of years. And, and yeah, craft breweries in general, just like across the country are huge. Also, shout out to uh, Brian Roth, my colleague roommate award-winning beer writer uh wow, really? magazines and blogs like really? yeah uh, uh writes a lot about beer i've shipped him beer from like a local brewery golden road out here hmm. because uh beverage distribution is still very like segmented like you can't like oh. i love i really like yingling like uh pride of pennsylvania yingling beer can't really get it out in here in california because beverage distribution is so regional specific sure why well, I, I studied abroad in dusseldorf germany oh, i got really? to spend four months out there and they're just their swill beer was so mind-blowingly yeah. great and i got to go there when i could not legally drink in America, mm. I went and studied oh, sure. abroad at 20, and I can oh. drink, and I can sit along this beautiful waterfront, and for one euro, get a like a gigantic, really crazy good beer. This one called Frankenheim, especially, I, I really miss. And everybody in that study abroad program really, like, pines for Frankenheim. Yeah. Huh. Uh, um, yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, uh, was these, that your, these things have to uh, uh, cross borders more. Was that your first beer, or were you, had you had a beer before that? No, I started drinking. I wasn't quite... Uh, uh, I wasn't cool enough in the high school, mm-hmm. necessarily. Senior year, I started to get kind of uh, pissed off, so at 17, and mm-hmm. I remember... But I didn't know how to do it, and I was kind of dependent on my parents' alcohol, so I... <laughs> I remember like sneaking water bottles into high school oh, and wow. drinking in a class at one uh, thirty in the afternoon. Wow. But that being like gin, like pure gin with Jesus. no mixer. Uh, wow, because my parents a are, bad boy thing to do. That is also like an interpretation of like I don't know how to do this. I guess I'll do it at one thirty afternoon during and, classes. And gin, which you're you know in yeah in some respects it's a little bad boy. But in some respects, it's pretty grandma. To yeah, be drinking yeah, yeah. Gin. Also, never meant to be drank on its own. I feel like gin. Like you don't hear like one gin neat, please. No, I had a lot of drinking growing pains, and I definitely remember having pure gin in my like childhood bedroom, and mm-hmm. then and and just vomiting it up 
instantly because yeah you don't ever especially gin's maybe number one on the list of uh, what you don't drink yeah on its own that is one of the first things i drank but i remember being really into gin gimlets a lot when i first drank (laughs) Uh, which i would have to bartenders would say like in the college now you and the other retirees me and the other retirees uh me and the rest of the supporting cast of chinatown would have to explain like uh gin Gimlet is just one part alcohol, one part like lime juice. Oh, so like oh, that's what that is. That's that it. sounds it's served great. over ice. So like you hear vodka sure. gimlets too, or gin gimlets, and it's like very simple to make, but most people don't order them. And now mm-hmm. the idea of drinking that sounds disgusting to me because there's no carbonation. It's sickeningly sweet because most places don't have real lime juice; they have roses lime juice, which is just mostly sugar. Hmm. Hmm. Whereas if you can just get a lime wedge and squeeze it it's fine into yeah. your beverage yeah, yeah that's wonderful. nice gin and tonics um, if, if we're generally on the topic of of drinking as it relates to us um we obviously i'm you know we'll we'll cover it uh, thoroughly at some point but the carthay circle restaurant oh, that we're very of fond of the california adventure um what is that drink that is like waltz Scotch drink. mist. Well, scotch scotch mist. mist. That's what I order. And, What's in and a scotch mist? That's funny because that menu has changed. Like when it first opened, it's like Walt's drink of choice: uh, dark scotch and light scotch, which I've never seen light scotch before. Um, but it was like two scotches over ice with a twist, and it's very mm. nice. I feel like it's a very uh, uh, easy way to drink scotch because scotch is kind of a harsh liquor. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel like it just says scotch over ice with a twist. You which mean it is, doesn't say Walt anymore? No, it still says Walt, oh, okay. but I don't think it's, it's, I think they've just gone to like one kind of scotch. I see what you're saying. I see. I was saying they so, took the branding off of, uh, of it because it does seem, it does seem weird that you'd be like, here's what Walt would drink to get hammered. Mm-hmm. I feel like Walt Every would night. drink anything. Also. Sure. Like he came of age in a time where people were just like, yeah, he survived the, the depression. Time. He but drank like, for any reason. Yeah. I mean, it's we good. Have no, we have no excuse. No. Uh, we're, we aren't surviving Well, anything. we have an yeah. excuse. We have a theme park podcast, and we decided to do a 19-part series, <laughs> and it involves Howl at the Moon. I, well, uh, I mean, yeah, drinking certainly necessary to counter the other <laughs> effects of Howl at the Moon. Yeah, yeah. I Dear am. God. I mean, just in general, this many times up at City Walk recently. What are we on now? Sector uh, uh, 15. 15. Like I do like I it's it's crazy how like it's part elation being at City mm-hmm. Walk and it's also part dread. Like yeah, and there's I don't a chore know. aspect every time, but I've had a, I've had a lot of good times. Yeah, yes, I was I've gonna say I was walking times. up with Lindsay uh, as we did tonight, and I was we saw a movie before Hall of the Moon, and I said, you know what, I it doesn't bother me. I like this. I don't know. <laughs> I've been up here a lot lately. Uh, I'm happy with it. I'm. I would have done yeah. this if we weren't doing a series. It doesn't. Bo- as, as everyone knows here, I'm a bottomless pit for things that I like. And I thought maybe by f- sector fifteen. Oh my god, I'm gonna hate this place. But no, not really. Um, uh, only food wise. I- am I wearing down? Because I see, just yes. pure. That's fair. Sodium fuck. I, it is. Uh, uh, that's you're not getting at a city walk alive. Yeah, yeah I've only uh, got um, like do, a, do we close with Howl at the Moon? Do we jump? Should we go into the yeah, past? Probably. Well, we? I let's mean, go to the past. Let's yeah. talk about the. What, 
Hold on. Let's go on to... <laughs> okay. All right, so, BB Kings and John Lovitz have a lot going on, but I gotta say, I a lot. we've been up there a lot of times recently. Yeah. I feel like every time I've been up there, I've heard the song, and I shazammed it a different way. DJ Snake featuring Law. <laughs> Can and you play the, that for us? What? No. I, well, I just had the screen no, grab the, no. shazam. I gotta find it tell now. Tell me the you song. You a lot have heard this song? Every tell me, time tell me, the song. There, tell me so, the name of the song, and I'll play it on my Apple Music. It's called... Uh, uh, a different way a different right. way so By dj snake DJ i know dj snake, snake. Uh, you so, do yeah yeah i've heard of him i mean this is this <laughs> is a, a classic theme park trope you have a loop you have like it's it's an amount of music usually played for 30 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes maybe an hour and because you're not going to linger in an area necessarily so you won't hear it repeat and city walk like I have heard a lot of a different way. I've heard a a lot of uh, 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 Jimmy Buffett. That's the ad playing. Oh, Um, I had to go to YouTube. I've heard a lot of Despacito. Like, you know, these songs uh, repeat. Party Rock is in the house. Yeah, A Different Way has a sample of like an Indian uh, pop song. Yeah. so, but as immediately, I got off the tr- the, the trolley tram from Lankerstrom, and <laughs> I heard this song, and this is not the first time I've done that. On the tram? Just like tears in the eyes of... <laughs> this sounds like a City Walk song. Oh, baby, I'll be right here, between sea and silence, so breathe easy, my dear, you can find sunshine in the but this is the kind of song that you should only listen to if you're not aware of other music. <laughs> By the way, we have to, it's been playing long enough that we owe the money. God, God get it out of here. So, I want to wait jump, for the... Jump to the I bridge. think this is... I'm not giving a cent to DJ Snake. Yeah, DJ Snake. We'll have to edit this out. So I've heard that a lot. Sure. Anyway, so BB King's and John. <laughs> Wait, uh, did you hear it? it? But was that just on the tram? As soon as no, as soon uh, on the tram was an ad for uh, Margaritaville, and then an ad for Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, okay. including Minion stalking in their nonsense language. Uh-huh. And then as soon as I walked off the tram, I started hearing that song. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you're gonna it's hear. Fine. It's a fine like song. You're gonna like, hear your fave pop hits in hear your fave. the nightclub sector. What they stopped playing is my old favorite. Like when I was here, like ten years ago at City Walk, you would just hear like uh, a voice at the the big screen at the City Walk stage. You'd hear like "Express Yourself." City Walk. Like, it was a weird whispery, like, ad for City Walk at City Walk. Do you guys feel like you expressed yourselves tonight at City Walk? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, this is getting ahead of ourselves. If, like, I feel like I never got quite comfortable enough to express myself, but I feel like I got close. Uh, Do uh, do you ever feel like you're comfortable enough to express Mm, yourself? That's a good question. Uh, Maybe at, like, a wedding. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once in a while at a wedding, you're far away from where you live. It's like 2 a.m. and you've Emotions had more drinks. Flying high. Emotions flying high. Then you feel like you really like let it out. Right. But like, well, guys, I tried to get you out on the dance floor at Howl at the Moon, and I felt well, a lot of resistance. Yeah. And Jason bailed. Well, Jason entirely. left immediately. Yes, I bailed pretty quickly. I was trying Scott to really get my groove to on to Earth, Wind, and Fire's September. Here's the closest thing to the kind of music I would like at Howl at the Moon. 
Here's what was going through. I know we sh- we're going to not close with health. I'm going to guess. Here's yeah. what was going through my head. I had ordered, we had ordered a giant blue bucket because everyone knows I drink a lot of neon colored drinks. And <laughs> if everybody had a sip of it. And then you were like, ah, leave it there. It'll be fine. And in three, uh, we were with our friend Andrew Grissom. Uh, you guys all left, went to the dance floor, and I looked at that bucket and I went, I'm not going to drink this if it leaves my sight. Oh. And that's another paranoia thing I have. I was thinking, somebody's going to drug me, someone's going to roofie me. Uh, this is a classic Halt Moon scenario. Way a, too a, much to unpack there. Ooh, and just too much. A, f- a fan of the podcast? <laughs> no, is I didn't gonna, say a fan would uh, do it, but like maybe a rival podcast, perhaps. They're trying. They're also... Bumper Car Hulk, Boys. The Bumper Car Boys, perhaps, were... were following us uh so i said let me pick up the bucket i'll take it on the dance floor it'll be funny it'll be a funny photo op but then of course it restricted my movement when it comes to dancing i like you know in a loud place dancing i like i enjoy that but i felt like i was very wooden so i apologize Mm. i liked being there it just i felt very strict also very early in the night too so i was not properly loosened up sure jason maybe not into it at all i lingered for a bit on the dance floor but i realized like oh i want to see what the smoking area is and that had an yeah but that sounds development. like it's a your brain was like how do we get out of here well, what's the yes, justification i also didn't want to be there uh, there you go that's <laughs> thank that's you that's what i'm saying uh, let's let's build uh, to that let's though. look at let's, the smokers so area King's we're going we, back I don't think now. Any of us, yeah, I want to go back. Uh, I never I don't got think to go. We have much on BB Kings. BB Kings uh, gone for a while. Yeah, never went. Gone pre John Lovitz Comedy Club, which opened in two thousand nine. Did anyone ever visit BB Kings? No, nope. Okay. <laughs> I, do I have I any notes heard, about it? I don't know if I do. The joke I always heard: uh, there's a BB Kings, I think, at Times Square in New York, and uh, uh, I always heard like. Mm, a lot of dates at that one featuring BB King, like uh, a lot of not a lot of other people. I don't really know who played uh, City Walk Hollywood. What do you have? On it's it? it's like the uh, uh, it's like the Smash Club uh, in San Francisco, <laughs> primarily played by Jesse and the Rippers. I'm right. not sure there were any other acts besides oh, Jesse sure. and the Rippers at the Smash Club. Um, I don't really have anything. You know what I have is we're we're missing a couple clubs we haven't really called out in in uh, Fallen Brother past. <laughs> Uh, the Rumba Room, mm. which I took a little photo of, whatever it is now. I think it's just cubicles. I, I took a picture just kind of above the wall, mm-hmm. and they just like put you know Universal employees in there now. But there was something called the Rumba Room, and they were ejected from the space, and there were cries of racism. In oh doing God. so, they claimed that, you know, well, we always pay it on time, and I don't know why this would... Uh, um, but the next club that opened was called Infusion Lounge, and that was also minority-owned. But but there was, like, general hubbub, like, B.B. King apparently also were ejected in a weird way and they came out and, and spoke for the rumba room and said i don't know there's maybe something systematic going on at city walk and they denied it and i found all this stuff at the movie theater too it's right it's where i get actually interested in the the, the odd politics of this place and uh uh hmm. you know as as a microcosm of the city at large you know people feeling uh, uh, disrespected or chased out or whatever it is and 
Andy Camacho, owner of Camacho's Cantina, advocated for the Rumber Room and uh, was upset about them getting kicked out. So I don't know. Yeah, there's been, I, I, you know, you think you're just going to talk about, you know, places that serve hot dogs and s'mores or whatever, but there's some real shits happened up at City Walk, I'll that, tell you. That does feel like an actual, like, you know, we've talked about it being a simulated street or a simulated, like, area mm-hmm. of L.A., but it's like, that does feel like L.A., where you're like, well, this is L.A., this is a liberal, you know, left-leaning mm-hmm. enclave. But that also just means, like, oh, well, the racism, it's just much, like, below, it's much deeper, it's just much, it's still there, <laughs> it's just, like, weirdly coded. And I remember even, I looked up, like, oh, wait, does Howl at the Moon have a weird, like, racist dress code? Because any Uh-oh. club... And not kind of, not real. Any they let Mike in with his flamingo shirt, no problem. That's true. Yeah, but, but any, I'm a white man. Yeah, that's true. Any nightclub that like gets a long list of the dress code, like once they start hitting like no jerseys, no do rag, like that's a. Do you find great, that? Yeah, it's right. Iffy. It's a dog whistle. It's like mm, a weird yeah. iffy territory. And Howl at the Moon did not. Full disclosure, did not have that. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. I think there, well, there are big things. It's just like no overly baggy clothes or like they may have said no jerseys, but it it seemed like, I don't know. It seemed a little, uh, but like plenty of people and all sorts of dress in there. It wasn't like. Yeah, people were dressed including a Captain EO shirt. Anybody see that? Yeah, shout out to the guy in the Captain EO shirt. Thought about tapping him on the shoulder, asking what's up, but (laughs) uh, I didn't want to bother him. Yeah, no, he was probably enjoying. There was a Michael, there was one Michael Jackson song played tonight. I think really, yeah, I think it was what Billy Jean. I lost yeah. track of music. Or being, I heard a hey ya. There was a hey ya. Yeah, uh, I wrote some down. Yeah, Outcast uh, Roses. That was a deep cut. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the more deeper tracks on Love Below. Yes, that was crazy. Because I look, we're going back to what what apparently we're doing now is not. Hold on, hold on. I got to use the bathroom. Oh my God. (laughs) To throw up or to pee? To pee. All right. Please. What do you mean, please? I've seen you throw up on the Franklin Street. I'm leaving all this in. I'm leaving all this in. I'm going to talk about Jason while he's gone. All right, Scott's eating Pringles right now. Um, Yeah, Jason, uh, yeah, did not want to dance. A little disappointed by that. Yeah. Like, which again, I agree. I was not. I was not fully in. in like, is it a self consciousness? I think maybe. I mean, it was. I think you you went to the dance floor too early. Honestly. Uh huh. I think if it was like an hour in, everyone was a little looser. But what really are you doing there? You're walking around. You're kind of waving your oh, arms. Yeah. No, no. I what mean, is I, there to- I was fine. I would have stand stood awkwardly all night with the little bucket full of uh, blue liquid. <laughs> I just maybe didn't look so comfortable. I guess I, I guess I recognize that people are self conscious about dancing. Yeah. And yet I don't. I no, like I I be. truly I like it. I, I enjoy it. I like a douchey Vegas pool dancing. I like a wedding mm-hmm. dancing. Like yeah, yeah. anytime there's loud music and there's people standing up and being excited about it, I'm I'm totally on board about um, mm-hmm. with it. Um but so not Jason. But not Jason. That's fair. There I mean a lot of people more don't. blue shit in his system too. Yeah. Uh, I was worried he was he, he got mad at me because he had a double vodka at the start of the night and I was like, You better be careful, buddy. Um, and he was like acting like I was his like dad or something. But to be fair, flip side of this, I've seen Jason uh, parent you. Mm-hmm. 
There's a, way, I, I find uh, from afar watching your relationship, I find a lot of family member roles <laughs> traded around. What does he scold me about? Usually my relationship with Jason is that he kind of is like a neighbor who like kind of looks over the fence at me and is like, oh, looks like he's bought a new car. Huh? Oh, that's accurate. That's yes. a big thing with him. Not that I bike. I, I have the same car for eight years. I'm just saying that's a general thing of like, oh, new shirt, huh? Must be doing well. <laughs> Like, that's a general Jason with me uh, relationship. But uh-huh. what, what have you noticed otherwise of the, between the two of us? Um, we were in the car on the way to the Pirates Dinner Adventure, and mm-hmm. everybody was talking. You, you were talking about, yeah. uh, the, it was like the rent-a-car situation. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no, know. No, I, forget what I, know I know what it was. It was, you were, it was, I was saying that I was about to go to Disney World, and that I had made, you know, six or seven uh, restaurant reservations, and that like you know these are hard some of these are hard to get and i didn't know exactly where we would be on a certain day so i made a bunch of them and then i would cancel them as we get closer and he was like well you know they um they use those reservations to uh you know really know who's coming into the restaurant so i go i understand that i go i'm gonna be canceling and he goes but you know you really should you really should cancel those and like Lindsay even was like jason he's gonna cancel like he just booked a lot and it's fine and you were like Okay, but uh, in, in my memory, uh, Jason, Jason said Michael. He, <laughs> said he used your full name. There was a real. He's like, back now, so he can scold. Yeah, I'm back. Now no, you, you guys defend. kept talking. You did keep talking. I thought that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, we're loose. Uh, we're being yeah, loose here. I mean, I think like I was concerned about other people trying to get those. I was also a little stoned. On that drive oh, down, that's what you always said. We were just a comic. Oh yeah, you yeah you, you were, were you were sucking some weird shit at the uh, at the pirates dinner adventure. <laughs> you were uh, oh, and you forgot there was a part of the pirates dinner adventure where they came out on zip lines, and then after the fact, I went, oh, you remember when the pirates came out on zip lines? You were like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, the p- men over your head zipped over, and you're like, I do not remember that. Head, like, this I was don't before know. the show, though. This was in the bar area. They were all yelling. Oh, that was the bar area. The pre-show was a mess. We were just at Comic-Con and we were trying to get into a party and you were like, you called me a beta. And then uh, like, I was like, well, what are you, talk- was like, what are you talking about? And then it became, you're like, well, that. I was a little stone. So like, that seems to be a very common uh, excuse for you. That's all I'm That's saying. That's true. <laughs> it is a You were cut right, by enough. a party we couldn't get into. That's not true at Until all. your alpha friend got us in. <laughs> I anyway. think I've said so on a different songs, episode yeah. that if I if I am high, I just announce that I am high. Mm-hmm. I am not at ease with it remotely. So right. I could relate to you on this level. And if anything mm-hmm. odd is said, I, I pointed immediately back to that I am high. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah thankfully, yeah. I mean, we haven't built like the foundation of this podcast on like us being hi guys like that would be no exhausting. my god like it's hard thank, enough to schedule thank christ three and people. i i have i have not been high at a theme park ever never me neither yeah yeah have i would you? never i would never have you high boy oh i bet he did universal hollywood briefly this bad but bo- i was oh. like i was cranking oh i guess i and now that i think about it if we're talking Universal yeah, Hollywood, because I gave you candy, yeah, because my friend who came friend, out is like a big, you like, weren't happy about it. No, I wasn't that happy about it. And he was like, "Let's take a little bit, of this man." And then, like, we went in the House of Horrors. Like a shady dude. 
Well, I'm exaggerating. He's not <laughs> that shady. Uh, we went in the Yo, House of Horrors, man. We were in the House of Horrors, and it was they've torn it down. Whatever it was called, but they've torn it down. Um, it wasn't great, but it was six like six minutes of just teenagers jumping out and scaring you. And I friggin' hated all of it. Chucky came out. He slashed a knife at my friend's throat, and I like lost my mind. <laughs> this is two years ago. Also, this is not like when I was still scarred. Yeah. So no, yeah, that was horrible. My, I have a similar House of Horror story. I went through like the very first time when I was first. I've been out here like a month in L.A. I hated going through it. My friends dragged me through it. And I thought it was done. It was over. And then at the end, you go through a curtain, and they launch a werewolf at you, like the <laughs> guy in a werewolf a costume. <laughs> it looks like a like he's on a, a, a court. He's on a court, so they pull him back. But like he jumps out at you, and they they he did it right when I was walking. Through. I don't remember and then that. They pulled him. That back. must have been a thing. It was they like arra- a fake out. Ending. They must have arranged that for you specifically, because I do I do not recall I mean, l- launching a curse. werewolf at me. All right, well you let's made talk it about that was a hallucination. It didn't happen yeah. at all. Oh, potentially. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk, should we talk about the crown jewel of this sector, the John Lovitz Comedy yeah, baby. Club? Yes. Long gone. Yes. Let's let's yes. do it. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love. Love it. <laughs> Opened in 2009, closed abruptly in 2014 due to an unpleasant business dispute between two partners. <laughs> so let's, yeah, to back you up, there was a club called the John Lovitz Comedy Club. And if you lived in Los Angeles around this time, you may have seen some advertisements that were him smiling at a big old Hawaiian shirt tarp. Um, yeah, and, and not the only comedy club owned by a comic. Let's not forget Danger Fields mm-hmm. or the was, Atlantic City Institution. It only lasted about like three or four years. Club Piscopo, the uh, club oh. owned in, in resorts Atlantic oh. City run by Joe Piscopo. Club Piscopo is Atlantic City's newest comedy club dedicated to delivering a retro style comedy club and jazz lounge was uh, did lovitz own his comedy club uh well it was a co-investment between lovitz and another guy named frank kelly yeah yeah and things did not end well right no. there was a lawsuit that transpired right. um if if we're getting into the lawsuit uh, uh, the, <laughs> what, the, hold on, let me. I've got some very uh, breezy stuff about the opening. They had oh, I was, hey, get uh, into they it. Had get breezy. Very high hopes for this. Uh, Lovett said the this is from the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> I have stuff from the opening and closing from mm-hmm. the Hollywood Reporter. Lovett said the new three level co- club will differ from existing comedy clubs in L.A., most of which have a black box feel. In that it will be bright and open with beachy decor, complete with palm trees. Oh, sounds like a UC. UCB diss. It sounds yeah. like a UCB diss. Later in the article, I like Hawaii and I like the beach. And here you can almost hear the ocean and smell the cocoa butter, Lovett said. What? But, he, but why is Lovett's and Hawaii tied together? Uh, well, I know this. He also hopes to work closely with NBC's The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, which is relocating <laughs> to the Universal lot, which really dates that opening. Mm-hmm. As much as we can mine the relationship with the very fruitful Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. As much as this yeah. can be the cornerstone of this club. <laughs> oh. oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, uh, here, I'm going to show you a photo uh, uh, you, you two of uh, the, the ticket booth for the John Lovitz 
uh, comedy club, can you see a little like hidden thing, a little Easter egg here? You notice anything in this photo? The top and, photo? And think about other sectors when you look at this. Uh, I you, see lightning on the door. You sure do. Light, lightning bolts. Is that the Perhaps wizards? Wizards. 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 That is a remnant of wizards yeah. that John Lovitz left up. And in fact, you can still see very, at various points at CityWalk, Saturns and other things. Wow. Uh, uh, so he didn't change... Though he's in a Hawaiian-themed nightclub, it's still <laughs> lightning bolts. So you're getting I clashing as soon as you wizards. buy your tickets. Wizards so let me, good. I've got a picture. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is from a Yelp uh, page uh, for the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Again, I mentioned three stories, which yeah. is unique for a comedy club. Here is the top floor, which looks like a cage-slash-prison. Can you see that? Ooh, yes, it does. The Yelp reviewer says, uh, third floor seats, this is what you get for the same price. Thumbs down. Oh, boy. It, it looks like a cage. <laughs> Jason is having indigestion looking from all this liquor. indigestion. Looks like um, a cage when you're looking so, down on... So it's three stories, but the three stories would all be looking down on one stage. On one stage... It wasn't three... Oh, three different stages of different well, comedians or, or performances. That was later changed. Again, uh, here is another picture I have. This is a painting by... Uh, oh, God. What's the signature? Gordo. Gordo painted this picture of uh, oh, John Gordo. Lovitz. Gordo. Uh, smoking a big stogie <laughs> and I gotta say if you're doing comedy if you have a picture of you smoking a big cigar a big stoke like you suck like you just suck <laughs> like it just it's just rethink that photo like if that's but your he, thing fine but uh, like again cigar and hawaii and lightning bolts these all clash why uh, uh cigars doesn't seem to line up with the john lovitz i know uh, uh hawaiian shirts also don't i no. i know what is the what what do you want out of the john lovitz comedy club well, uh, he just doesn't have like a particular brand because if, he's he's an actor. What if I were to tell you uh, at the opening of this, uh, another brand he associated with himself was like young women with like an Avril Lavigne circle mid two thousands haircuts. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This Let is the grand opening press conference. Let me explain. This is Lovitz in a Hawaiian shirt and three it's, women eating like. Box lunches looking like bored. And this is from Getty Images. There are eight more of this identical photo. My memory is that John was not a stand-up as a younger comedian. No. He was an actor, he was an a SNL groundling. performer, a groundling. Character and guy. then he, someone said, you should do stand-up. And he did it a little bit. And then some, you know, you guys will tell me about this, but some weird business partner was like, let's have a comedy club. I and it's think like you, that is accurate. Yeah. Yes. And I now this this partner, I like. I don't want to pick sides in this argument, but all I know is that the John Lovitz Comedy Club ended in a pile of of lawsuits. I think Lovitz sued his partner Frank Kelly. Is that the name? Frank Kelly. And, and then the Frank Twitter Kelly is still live. Okay. Uh, I forget the exact at name, but their their like handle next to the at name is Closed Comedy Club. Oh boy, which is depressing, and it's it's a depressing Twitter account. Let me say some things from this lawsuit, and you can go yourself and read the legal 
<laughs> dossier, mm-hmm. uh, the countersuit from of Kelly V. Lovitz. Uh, this is, but this is an actual quote from a legal document. This is like judges and lawyers mm-hmm. had to deal with this. In this lawsuit, Lovitz appears to be channeling one of his most recognizable oh, characters, oh, oh, yes. Tommy Flanagan, the pathological liar. Fuck, so I have the same quote, like bolded in my notes. It's insane. Also, is that one of his famous characters? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, it certainly is. Okay. Okay. The other one being Master Thespian, yeah. which that you could have easily gone. With all of Mr. Lovitz's claims, it is obvious mm-hmm. that he is acting! Exclamation point. Mm-hmm. You could have I mean, gone either way with it, but they went with the liar, which is probably the cleaner thing to do yeah, in makes a sense. legal situation. Um, other things in this lawsuit... Uh, let me read some stuff. The club's financial difficulties were Lovitz's fault, Kelly alleged. He claimed the comedian had agreed to financially back the club, but quickly became unable or unwilling to provide the needed funding. The comic, meanwhile, made irresponsible expenses like a, a $200,000 TV sign promoting the club, which there is, this is true, there is a video sign that says Comedy Club that is still up at City Walk. Have you guys seen this? Yes. It's a video... Yeah. It's a video screen. It says Comedy Club, and there's nothing ever on the screen. This was paid for by John Lovitz and apparently did nothing to get people into the club. Uh, And also, a $20,000 advertising campaign (laughs) that just said... The the ads just said "Get Happy" and didn't actually say the name John Lovett's Comedy Club. Uh, he didn't direct anyone to the actual business he was trying to promote. I, I feel like there is still like there's an elevator the uh, on the ground floor next to Johnny Rockets where like. Uh, you you like that elevator would go up to the level that the John Lovitz Club was at, mm-hmm. and I think it still says like artist entrance elevator. Like that would take them backstage, which is still like, I mean that's sad, that's depressing it's that still they didn't there. take that s- sign down. Yeah, and then it still there's another sign that still says comedy club that is yeah. uh, it's inactivated. Weird. There's in a any lot way. going on. I mean, I mean, it, it, we gotta talk about the kevin smith connection yeah so all right um okay so to go back kevin smith has had a podcast for a number of years and when he he briefly experimented with having his own space the smod castle down on santa monica boulevard um uh uh and the smod castle it only held about 50 or 60 people 50 or 60 seats and it would sell out a lot so they were looking to expand for like the smod cast to fit more than 60 people yeah it was a black Mm -hmm. box theater they needed more space so that at the same time is like the love it's club had been going for a, a couple years a few years and like was it that long it was the Lovitz Club was open twenty two thousand nine to twenty fourteen. So it was it wow, really five years. So I didn't um, think it was that long. So eventually the Lovitz Club kind of expanded and their logo became the John Lovitz Comedy Club and Vodcast Theater. A Vodcast right. <laughs> is a video podcast. Uh right. never really caught non-existent on. Non existent medium. Non existent. <laughs> they tried it for a while. So, uh, and they kind of converted the top floor into, like, a podcasting space. So, like, a second space. And Kevin Smith used to record there. And now, briefly, that was going to become the Smodcast Lounge. And that never happened. They just called it the Smodcast Theater. Um, 
and and of course there was that plaque when you were walking into the Smodcast Theater that that famous Kevin Smith quote ten years in and we broke bone like we're cheating on each other oh with each gosh. other a decade plus and her oh, no. clint brown taint oh, area no. still pones my dick that famous Kevin Smith tweet that was somewhere what the fuck? where do you wait. No, I'm lying. I'm making that up. Oh, I just wanted to read that Kevin Smith tweet. Oh, that's a thing he tweeted. That is he what... He tweeted, and it, it comes back every few years. It just lingers in our J- minds. Supposedly, Kevin claims that his wife, because of some sort of bet or something, said there was a, a deal made that he, she, he would tweet anything that she wanted, and that was a thing he was forced to tweet, he says. He he didn't tweet that so under, under his own... Dom sub... Uh, yeah. stuff going on right. in their Twitter stuff, relationship. Jason, you know all about that. Oh, you're a hip sure, millennial. absolutely. You're the uh, young millennial of the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Kevin Smith was name-checked in the lawsuit, in the lawsuit that transpired. And let me just read this. He, 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 he was, was not paid. He was not paid, and Lovitz claimed that it was because, the, uh, because of this guy, Kelly, but Kelly uh, switched that right back on him, said he is a pathological liar. And uh, just uh, within the legal dossier, <laughs> Additional facts concerning Levitz's uh, defamatory conduct. Uh, Point 18. Kevin Smith is a well-known director, producer, actor, and comedian. Let me just, let me take some words out of that statement and just boil it down to Kevin Smith is an actor. That phrase in and of itself uh, uh, devalues mm. the entire lawsuit. <laughs> that, that proves that the whole thing is uh, well, full of lies and statements you can't trust. I'm still mad because Kevin Smith was supposed to shoot Mallrats to whether a movie or a TV show. You've talked had, about this before. I've talked about this for years. My childhood mall. He said this on the uh. radio. Uh, my childhood mall was, was the Grand Run Mall uh, was going to be demolished. And they were going to let Kevin Smith film in there and dress it up and then blow it up at the end because they were going to blow sure. it up anyway. Mm. And it just didn't happen. Look, it still could happen. No, that mall is rubble now. They it's could just an build another lot. mall in your hometown yeah. and they blow it up is mall what I'm Rats saying. Mall 2 will be a live Periscope event. Mm-hmm. That's how he'll end up doing it. I, or look, it'll be in pieces. Yeah, it'll be yeah. an Insta story I mean, in that'd 90 be parts. Fine. Count, like, uh, Look, when Mike and I were younger men, we enjoyed the Kevin Smith universe, and we liked once a month when he would get online and say, "Like, all right, here's the order I'm going to shoot movies in." And I never uh, liked that part of it, but I liked the first part. I you liked said. it. I want, but once after a year of it, him going like, "Okay, the order has changed." Like, it's as far as the lo- uh, look. Sorry to get away from Kevin Smith. Uh, as far as what happened with the lawsuit with John Lovitz, yeah. I, there's two people I would like to come on the podcast and explain. Yeah. One, John Lovitz. Of course. Love to hear yes. him. Yes. Big fan of his. A lot of different things. Simpsons, the critic, blah, blah, blah. Uh, number two, Jim Hill. The man oh. knows his theme park history. Yeah. I would love to hear a definitive explanation of what happened with the John Lovitz in regards to CityWalk. And I think Jim is the kind of the kind of guy who researches. We've heard him on the Disney Dish podcast, and he knows exactly. He knows how to dig. He knows sources. He has a deep throat, probably he knows at City where Walk. The bodies are burned. That's what I'm saying. Jim Hill or John Lovitz, come on the show. Explain to us what happened with the 
You get look, you're getting the real deal. What we do, it's post one a.m. Mm-hmm. and we are pleading with Jim Hill right? to come I've talk to us text, about things. I've gotten a text from Lindsay saying we are too loud. <laughs> <laughs> she is trying to go to sleep and we're being loud so i'm like from now on we'll be very hushed for the rest of the episode yeah i did notice you take the volume down yep. a little bit yep i have let me say I'm one so more sorry. thing b- before we depart from the john lovitz comedy club this may have also been part of the vodcast endeavor yeah that john lovitz hosted a podcast that was live from his theater Guests included Dana Carvey, and I have an ad in front of me where Dana is spelled with two N's, Dana Carvey. <laughs> That's not um, how any Dana is spelled, by the way. Oh, Dana also, is generally spelled with one N. No, Dana, and also taping is misspelled. <laughs> the E is used. There's some of the artwork, some oh, of the like, like uh, promotional oh, work brutal. for the John Lovitz Comedy Club was yeah, extremely brutal. Um, Gene Simmons, also apparently a guest on, on this podcast. Wow, really? Would you like to know the name of John? John Lovitz's live podcast event. Yes, please. He would the put love cast? Oh, no, no, no. He would call his live podcast Lovitz or Leavitz. Mm. The year that this is being done, 2010. 2017 or so rolls around and the very funny the funny funny (laughs) funny man john John lovett comes up with the name obama staffer now doing a comedy a funny comedy podcast does the uh, does the title love it or leave it love it or leave it i think what's funny about both of those podcasts is i would rather be pushed down the flight of stairs in mike's townhouse right here than listen to either one of those podcasts like i would rather listen more i would rather fall down the stairs and go like well ooh, how can i as i'm doing this try not to injure myself more than listen to the milk toast uh, speechwriter or the milk toast comedian. Like, well, I'm, just I'm more like curious about John Lovitz's I was gonna say, comedy I a, views and how he liked the 2018 election to go. I have a clear, clear favorite, and it's John Lovitz. Yeah, no, not Lovitz John Lovitz is Lovett, definitely yeah. the clear favorite. It's just, favorite. you know, it's funny that this comedy writer, this funny comedy writer, really put his brain to the mat and he <laughs> thought of. The same name that John Lovitz did eight years prior. I just, I mean, Acasio won because she got out there and shook hands. Like, that sort of insight (laughs) is invaluable from, like, a guy who will never have to struggle in his life because he he just phoned it in in every fucking thing he did. (laughs) Does anyone care about the crossover between our political views and our views about milkshakes? Probably not. I hope crooked media goes bankrupt (laughs) is my only political (laughs) Hey, don't say anything you'll regret when you haven't had two and a half beers. (laughs) And also some blue stuff. And a couple sips of blue stuff. And a couple cherries soaked in blue stuff. And a couple cherries. Let's get into where gave us we're, the blue stuff. Right, so we're watching at the so moon. We, go, we all went to see a movie. I don't know if it's going to date. We're going to release this and it's going to be like two months later. Um, but we saw a movie. We all Crooked loved media it. It will be bankrupt. <laughs> uh, and Lindsay was with us and it was a couple of us walking up the, to, to, or excuse me, going up the escalator to go to Howl at the Moon. And she was like, yeah, I'll go in. There's no cover charge or whatever. I was like, yeah, there's no cover. And we got there, and it was a loud cover of The Killer's Mr. Brightside. She was Heavy like, piano. She goes, 
I am out. Heavy piano. <laughs> she turned that. around and was like, yep. I got to go to bed. And this same thing had happened. Keep it when Aaron and I, when my wife and I started dating, I, it was 2006. And uh, uh, I was still a universal tour guide. And the, the go-to hangout was right. Howl at the Moon. And I convinced her up there at one point and same thing she sat down at a table sat down at the high top and then said i can't do this and walked away (laughs) and this is the thing that we did tonight now i would not describe this as any particular torture no i think we had a good time and you're uh benefiting from our good time right now now wife asked like oh i can't remember what section i was will you just come with me until i get to the car and Mm -hmm. you jumped at the opportunity to not be at hell in the mood for a few extra minutes to delay it it. i don't know if he jumped i mean his (laughs) wife made a request and he granted it which is very reasonable no but i feel like his reaction was earned Day, sure. Any less seconds I can spend at this place. What is, uh, Howl at the Moon is a dueling piano That's bar what, yes, branded concept. Is this yes. began in 1990 in the city of Cincinnati at a mm-hmm. flagship location that has since closed. I was trying to find out kind of the history of Howl at the Moon. And just by Googling Howl at the Moon, I didn't find a lot. But then I got smart. And I added a word to the Google search, and the word that I added was arrest. And then <laughs> I found the real deal Google results. Let me pull the notes out. Um, so, Howl at the Moon, there are a number of locations of this. I only knew there was also one in San Diego, which would certainly follow, as there was another uh, John Lovett's comedy there's club. There's a lot but of there's, them. But there's a lot across the country, and let me just give you a couple stats. And it's not a mind boggling uh, amount of stats for arrests, but um, in Orlando, on I Drive, the Howl at the Moon, there was a stabbing. In Houston, there was a stabbing stabbing uh which was fatal someone died at the the howl at the moon uh in indianapolis a man was arrested at the howl at the moon due to uh, uh heavy intoxication uh over the course of his arrest he tried to punch the officer and grab his genitals um and now let me take you to the boston howl at the moon piano bar (laughs) <laughs> which complex uh, the, the website complex named number 14 douchiest bar in boston oh man um here's the thing that happened there a i didn't write down his name but a player for the new england patriots was judging a halloween costume contest <laughs> at howl at the moon now to be totally fair to howl at the moon to this fine establishment he left how the moon went to another bar two miles away but clearly drunk from the initial halloween costume judging went to another bar where he assaulted a woman oh my god was taken to jail and what is funny about all of this is that he was brought into jail wearing a costume of lieutenant dangle from reno 911 <laughs> so this beloved of, football player in the boston area is dressed in the short shorts friend of as, the podcast tom lennon are we <laughs> is why he a friend, would he of, the be friend of the podcast you've never been on oh he's never been on but we know him <laughs> a little casually yeah, i've spoken everyone... to him for 20 seconds or so sure. yes. yeah i think that's enough great close no, enough friend yeah, of the pod, well, we can say uh, a friend of the podcast nick jennings a man i grew up with is a friend of the podcast and How's we're nick just saying anyone, Minnie nick mouse friend any, of the podcast anyone we ever know is not just a friend of the podcast 
Ch- <laughs> that's not how that works. All right. Breck Eisner, friend, of, friend the of the podcast. Well, I oh, mean, well, Breck, come on the show. Yeah, we do want Breck, Breck for Eisner. sure is a friend. Um, anyway, uh, a lot of debauchery has transpired at various health and oh. locations. And over the years, 15 locations have closed nationwide. But many are left, including at yeah. City Walk. And how would you guys evaluate your evening? <sighs> um, I will say that I... Uh, it, you know, when you get older, like me, I'm the oldest one of the three of us. Oh, is there? Uh, yeah, it is right. Uh, is that you get a little tired sometimes when you're drinking. So it's not... I had a good time. I do think if I had gotten more sleep, I would have had a better time because I never got to the point where I was like, oh, wow, hell yeah, I'm drinking some blue liquid and I'm having a great time. I'm very excited. It was just kind of like a slow, like, but it's not the fault of Howl at the Moon. I do feel like Howl at the Moon, if I was a young person, if I was 22, 25 years old coming up there for Thursday night, I think I would have had a pretty decent time. The people there were very excited. Mm -hmm. I was expecting a place honestly on a thursday night at city walk to be like kind of sleepy not the case at all pretty wild pretty rowdy not wild but like pretty you know you know i didn't find it there i never saw anything that sketched me out yeah, i didn't right. see people stumbling no. over i didn't see sloppiness no stabbings. A very nice gentleman named connor came up to us a yes. listener shout of the out podcast. to connor shout and his girlfriend connor. i was too Indeed. far away to catch her name uh, yes i can't remember but her she, name uh, they came up to us and were very nice and, and he uh, was he is a regular on Thursday nights, because they have dollar beers, they have dollar yes. Coors Lights, and I, for one, am no snob. I don't mind a Coors Light. Sure, a, a, a buck a beer—that is a good deal, and I can see why you'd make a point of coming up the hill to get that. So great I, deal. I splurged. You know, I'm a thrifty man, but I cannot do Coors. I do not like the taste of Coors Light, but it was also four dollars Sky Vodka. Not bad. Night, not bad. and I had a double Sky Vodka, and then a single Sky Vodka. Um, and uh, so that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's am, why you're getting hella political. Yeah, you're yeah, getting really rowdy. I'm I, getting hella political and saying, hey, that guy that's not very funny sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was earlier in the day, I was looking through Howl at the Moon and I looked at Facebook. So this is the disappointment on, my, on at least my part. Um, and on Facebook, there was an event, and it says, At Hall at the Moon, Hollywood, which is the one in Universal City. But tonight, according to Facebook, there was supposed to be something called a stoplight party. Mm. And I texted this excitedly to everyone, because yeah. I looked it up. What are the terms? And what that means is that everyone gets a wristband that's a, that is either red or yellow or green so red would mean you're in a relationship you're not looking for anyone yellow means it's complicated like inquire maybe maybe it's possible and green means go ahead so i was very excited because jason is of course single of and course. i'm famously, all about go ahead and J- jason is all <laughs> about go ahead according to him right 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 but and I'm i was looking very at this. excited with screen grab yeah, yeah and it says uh the facebook event Zero going, zero shares, one interest. Yeah, but that's the case. And if you when we look got at the- up there and I looked around, I did not see any wristbands. So I feel no, no, like that's what I'm saying. I'm so so there was a there was a Facebook group here or a Facebook excuse me event, and they did not follow through. None of us got wristbands. I was excited to get a red wristband saying "Hands off, ladies." No, hands off, gentlemen. I am taken. But Jason over here, green. 
go. Yeah, I was excited Everyone, to give you the green I light. I was very excited about it, but it did not happen. So that is the first thing really uh, going into Health Moon. I was disappointed that the stoplight party did not seem to be actually happening. And it, But it didn't really seem like an environment for mingling. I feel like most no, people no, no. were watching the band. Like, people weren't mingling. Uh, there was a I lot agree. of couples. There was a lot of groups. There was a lot of men that even as a man, I wouldn't leave my drink attended around. Uh, unattended oh, what do you around. mean? What does that mean? Uh, just a vibe. You get a vibe from uh, mm. certain kinds of men. What do you, What kinds of men? Creeps? <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you're looking No, I'm just, I, I'm trying to remember I like if there like were. I feel like there was a big, yeah, there were some creeps I felt around. a strong possibility of one of the howl men uh, slipping something into our big blue, our blue bucket full well, of curly as straws. You said, I have never, I was not um, carrying the blue bucket full of blue liquid around because I like saw someone specific. If I was in an Applebee's full of, you know, priests, I would have still carried that blue bucket around because that's just how I'm wired. It's not, it has nothing to do with the clientele. Sorry, an yeah. Applebee's full of priests? If there was an Applebee's full of priests. So they're, having, had they're a, having a, they rented it out for the yeah. night. Uh, they can't, they, they're not drinking probably. <laughs> I should have said, honestly, I should have said nuns because priests have, uh, there's some creepy priests. Let's be honest. Oh, for sure. Uh, unless, and nuns are aggressive, but not the, in the, the way that the priests The only priest I are. trust is Lenny Bellardo, the young pope. Fuck, go fuck yourself, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out. I watched Michael. Ten hours Sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. We're salty. It's you know very late. I'd be. I by the way, you guys tell me. I'd be willing to stop this recording within the next 45 seconds but let's uh, uh everybody say whatever you feel like saying uh what else about hell at the moon i have very little um I have, uh, uh, you know we were uh, uh connor our listener told us he's very impressed by the band by their musical dexterity yes, he was talking about and that you can throw yeah, out any, re- any request and they'll stuff. basically figure it out and i agree i'm impressed with them and no knock on them i don't know if the dueling piano concept and general is anything that appeals well, to me and you are guaranteed to hear a don't stop believing yeah, which is I was a good say, way like, to chase me out that. of anywhere connor was very savvy because he, he was saying him and his girlfriend they live a few stops down the metro red line stop so it's easy to pop on the train have a few drinks not worry about driving home pop back on the red line to get home so i thought that was smart you're right. It is smart. Yeah. That's good job. Smart, smart not, and safe. Not drink and drive. I agree. Uh, we got to talk basic about. basic notion of public transit. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I, I, we got to talk about the patio. The car. The. the so. Pa- hold, okay. Hold. All right. Talk about the patio. <laughs> talk about the patio. Well, you wanted to know what else. Yeah. Go like, for it. Okay, I, I so did. But clock's ticking. I investigated the patio. I, I stepped outside of Howl at the Moon. And one of the security guys said, oh, sir, I have to take that from you. Oh, and yeah. And I oh, had this, a, yes. This a is good. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. And they, thank you. Uh, I deserve that apology. They took the drink and they're like, I was like, I I wasn't sure what was going on. And they're like, oh, just right this way. And they like, because there is a gap between the bar and the smoking patio. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and then they, we, we got to the patio area. They handed me back the drink and they're like, that like 
five feet is public property. So we have to take the drink and then give it back to yeah, you. So, which I thought was interesting. I've never experienced that before. In so my life. yes, as you were coming outside, they would say, "Hey, put the drink on this little serving tray," and it was confusing because you're like, "What are they talking about?" They would set it down, and then as you walk to the like three feet away, they would just surf it on their little serving tray to you and then go here you go <laughs> yeah and it wasn't like i think I've, I've been to one or two fancy restaurants where they put your drink on a little a little stone tablet and they carry it to your table this was kind of that but like it was essentially saying like this was just please get stop getting it. hammered in the bar now you can get hammered in the balcony well, this was just getting like, by a liquor just law by like this a was weird just skirting by a liquor law skirting liquor law That's in between a sheriff station and the uh, Universal Talent Office, because that's what's in between Hell at the Moon. Yeah, so this it was fun. So, like, you could really make somebody, like, surf your drink back and forth, back and forth if you wanted to go in and out. But we were not so cruel. We would not it's do that. It's a little howl hack. A howl hack for you. Another Hashtag howl hack. Hashtag uh, howl you, hack. You can get uh, $5 woo-woo shots. <laughs> Did anybody... Uh, yeah, I did not see have a woo woo shot being poured. No, we were mostly got, in each other's sight lines the I got, whole so, night. So I think you would have noticed if we had woo woo shots. Shot. I got the Adios Mofo drink. That's what it was called. Uh, Sky vodka, uh, cruisen, cruisen rum, cruisan rum. Sorry, this is the blue bucket. Yeah, the blue bucket. Jose Cuervo, a special tequila. Jose Cuervo. Oh, is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's especially a relaxed yeah, right, version. Right, right. Uh, Pinnacle Gin Blue. Pinnacle, by the way, I'm looking at a flyer and the sponsors of this club, Pinnacle Sky and Bud huh. Light. That makes a lot of sense. So we all got tricked and it yeah. tricked me into promoting their products right now. Sure. And and people will now run out and try, they're like, I want to try the liquor that Mike tried. Like, I want it in the bucket, Mike's bucket. Yeah, they definitely so try will. That. Hey, tap the pinnacle, everyone. Um, So... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that say that bucket did not taste correct. That was some shit. It was the bucket, bad. and Mike didn't it like bad. it either. Although yeah. a very funny moment, I I don't. Our, we asked our bartender, like, do you like any of the bucket? Like any particular buckets? She's like, I'm not gonna lie, this is a new menu. I got. I found out I was pregnant <laughs> right before it was introduced, so I haven't uh-huh. tried any of them. And then we were all like. Well, congratulations. The buckets don't matter because that's so much more exciting. And then we're like, I. Oh, we were truly Michael trying to make her feel stuff. good about yeah. being pregnant and not being this able to try the different exciting. buckets at Howl at the Moon. She should honor the that's sponsor and name the baby Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it'll be nice that the baby will know all the covers of popular songs by the time it comes out it will have heard so many different versions like wanted to recommend some songs oh yeah well i tried first of all i i thought it'd be funny for the podcast if i put like down a disney song and see if they would play it and everyone made fun of me and when i say everyone i mean you guys it seemed too broad it seemed i I wrote it's a small world down thinking like okay maybe they won't know that but they'll know it to their like disney song or something and then you guys like shut up fuck you don't don't do that i didn't think they were gonna break from playing no scrubs to play it's a small world Uh, but maybe like oh it's a jokey little thing one of the piano players would be like and then we'd be able to talk about the podcast and be great content for the listeners well we're talking about this so the failure yeah yeah so i said okay fine i'm an idiot it's 
uh, I'll put something down that maybe they will know. So I wrote down, I'm just trying to think of something like that would be kind of theme park related, but also Disney related. Uh, and I wrote down, uh, life is a highway, uh, rascal flats version, which is a stronger joke. Like that's a better, I don't know that it's a stronger it's a more joke, but like, joke. It, I just mean, it's a pop more it's, popular song that maybe like if they were like, life is it's a, a people, popular song, a bunch of drunk universal and it's the people cover version of the song, for right? Car. Like that's and a more specific joke. So I put it down on the piano. I think I put a dollar down like as a tip, like, come on, let's play this. And I think oh, a, a one dollar, eh? He yeah, means no, business. I meant business. Uh, and I think the, the woman playing the piano, she picked it up. I think she walked over to the other guy and maybe I'm projecting she looked annoyed and she showed it to the other guy and I think they were just like waved it off and they never played it they did not know that song so like as much as Connor was like oh my god these people can play anything like they can play like 12 things let's be honest they can play a bunch of you know popular number one songs they've heard it to put it another way you managed to find a song lame enough that a (laughs) dueling piano bar band refused to play it (laughs) i don't know if they refused cracked the code Uh, but like that's a life life is a highway was a a hit before that like they should know life is a highway so all i'm saying is like do you like that song no i don't like like that that song song. you did (laughs) (laughs) i like the original turn my attention this way i like the original song what's the original there's rascal flats version what's the original uh who does the original who does the original i think i have it on my itunes they rolled their eyes because you said Rascal Flats, and they're purists, and they wanted to play the original song as it was meant to be played. The original song is by Tom Cochran? Tom Cochran, yeah. And I liked it. <laughs> we owe Tom Cochran money now. <laughs> oh, God. Tom it was Cochran, on the loop at DJ the Hard Snake. Rock Orlando, and I used to hear it all the time, and I was like, yeah, this song's a banger. Uh, it's good. I, <laughs> also in the, in the in the treadmill rotation <laughs> when you were working out. Oh yeah, it would. I think that was pre iTunes Store, but yeah, it would. Just it would have been just Will been. Smith and Tom Cochran for you on the just treadmill. Will Smith, nod your head. Do you, you agree that uh, with the sentiment that life is a highway? Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Because sometimes, look, sometimes it's easy sailing. You're doing a 65, just cruising along. Sometimes there's backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you th- you've had too many woo-woo shots and you get pulled over. <laughs> I had no woo-woo shots. Thank you Do very you much. Do you think you guys should call the lift now while we're on the air? And then finish it would help us when the lift gets here. So we exactly that's what I'm saying. Swifter exit. So Scott, you call the lift. I that's still have are a we few sharing thoughts. one, Jason? I think you have to. I think we are. Okay. Um, well, let's figure out this. So Howl at the Moon. I mean, you know what you're getting into. Whatever you imagine, you're getting into. Yeah, it was um, not as it was not honestly. It was not as trashy space. as I thought it would be. It's like I thought space. it would be kind of yeah. like trashy or aggressive, and it was honestly just like. You know, some standard covers of things. And, like, they were playing Maroon 5, This Love, and, you know. I don't know what you expected. Yeah, I don't know um, what I expected either. Like, I guess there's trashier bars, like, even in Schaumburg, Illinois. mm -hmm. That were, like, much more low rent and had, like, a shitty cover band. And it felt much dingier than this. By the way, we got three minutes. Abdul is coming. (laughs) 
<laughs> you should have given. Okay, so what's the st- the stone is appearing? Oh yeah, there oh it is. God, the oh my god, the sector fifteen stone. It's in the shape of well, it's Lindsay brought- looking annoyed. But it's also the stone now is zipping. It's actually in the lift that you called. Oh, okay. You guys, oh, so you and we Jason have to go, catch, have to go catch it now to make sure you're on time in the so lift. that we can get the tiny Lindsay annoyed with our uh, volume. At- 2 a.m. almost. Oh, it's only, it's like one of us has a job in the morning and two of us do not, can, you would think. Can you guess which? Can you guess which? Uh, <laughs> extrapolating from uh, uh, listening to us. Uh, it well, was employable. Well, we wanted to go short and win an hour and 15. Oh, <laughs> Jesus pretty short, Christ. Pretty short well, for us. Boy, pretty well, boy. Life is a highway. Life eh? is a highway. Um, all right. You, well, Tom we'll Cochran. catch you next time on Six or 16, yeah, whatever tomorrow. that is. Tomorrow. And, uh, See you tomorrow. Yep. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.